0: The true miracle of life is that no thingness can appear as thingness. It's not a miracle to eradicate thingness, duality, and to be left with nothingness. The miracle is that the indefinable, indivisible, eternal reality that you are, that all is, can be expressed as what you believe you are, what you believe all is. The miracle is the malleability of the Absolute, that the Absolute can know itself as the relative while never becoming truly relative. Everything known is only the Infinite. So we can't really say that there is an Absolute, because there is no relative. There is no duality. We can only talk about the absolute in contrast with duality. And what is deeply mysterious and extraordinary is that what you truly are can appear as what you believe you are. It's something like an opportunity. Something like a rare chance to experience yourself. This miraculous play. Life has never experienced the absence of itself because it knows that everything is the presence of itself. Everything is the presentation of itself. So the presence of what is, is the presentation of the essence of that. We just
1: totally overlook that every moment. We totally, we want the next thing when the actual happening of the moment is only ever just this radiant outpouring of divine shakti or divine light or whatever you want to call it. Really that's all that's ever happening. It's so full of magnificence and wonder and magic pouring forth all the time expressing itself. The everythingness about it is incredible. It's shaped and textured in every infinite way, all manner of experience. It is beyond all description life is dreaming itself as this absolutely astounding display of itself expressing as itself appearing to itself it's almost like it's looking at itself and going what am i and here is what has come out as the answer everything every possible quality of that ecstatic bliss and love manifest and if you just appreciate what's here now just see what's here now creating that resonant feeling of something that's in line with the inherent qualities of reality. And it can start with a fairly mundane look into the gratitude. And your gratitude keeps building upon itself because of course you're grateful for all experience. It's like you're tuning the dial of reality into itself and it's fully lined up with what it is. Of course reality is grateful for itself. It appreciates itself, it loves itself, it's absolutely intoxicated with itself. So the gratitude for what's here, of course, is in line with that. When you're grateful for all of experience, you're untouchable.
0: You're listening to the Non-Duality Podcast. This is Nick Haim from Nisagayoga.com. And here with me is Paul Dobson. What I think is really
1: overlooked, and I mention this every single time we chat, (laughs) but just how much of a miracle this is. This is just unbelievable this moment is happening right now seemingly completely without cause and if that's not a miracle I don't know what is it just is here inexplicably you can create explanations within that come up with your own structure your own story of how this has all occurred I know what everything is that happens so quickly that happens seamlessly that explanation for this moment that it just is taken as true immediately. The believing of it, the explanation and the buying into it just happens so, so seamlessly, so quickly. You can measure the patterns via the usual scientific method. There are those who say they know something and you could follow them. The scientists have very consistent measurements of what happens within reality and you can go with that belief, which it is a belief. What they're actually measuring <laughs> is a total mystery. Or you can sink into the miraculous quality of this moment, the absolute, complete unknowing of what it could possibly be. You've got this moment. You are perceiving this moment and you are inseparable from what is perceived as one completely inseparable happening. So you literally are the Big Bang every single moment, exploding instantly no time lag out of itself as this you can't find yourself as a separate thing apart from that so what does that mean you are what does that mean this moment is what does that mean this world is other than what you are inherently and what that can't be said to be anything whatsoever you cannot say what that is other than a miracle (laughs) you know it sounds like too big a word but it's not you could even just say, what's 10 things about this moment that I can be grateful for, that I could be thankful for, that in some way I enjoy, just the qualities of this moment. And from there, you can start to see it actually reveals that it's all here. There is an unending list of things to be grateful for in this moment. Unending. You only need to get the ball rolling. <laughs> and it's all. Here. it tells you it's all here. That's where it, where it is. It's not the next moment. It's not when you get the thing. You never get the thing that you you want because what you want is actually what you are. You can kind of rest into that. It's always there for exploration. The thing is, it sounds like nonsense to a human being because it is. It doesn't literally nonsensical. It doesn't fit in with human sense. <laughs> so it's it's a paradox as far as humans are concerned. It's only a paradox from what you could say is a human projection, a human subset of reality. You know, this particular mode reality is taking. <gasps> what was that Rupert? What do you make of it? When you kind of fully rest as this moment, obviously you always are fully resting as this moment because that's what you are. You are reality. <laughs> but when you fully rest in this moment in your knowing of what, of what you are appreciating yourself as what you are, you are, in your knowing and there are no questions you could say the questions as of would be a more accurate way of putting it the questions are no longer relevant there's no there's no need for questions it's it's very simple and obvious reality is very simple and obvious in itself it's not complex which is a a surprising thing as human beings that
0: seem to complexify it we've got complexifying minds yeah Reality never really becomes the concept. What is it that is radiating, expressing itself through this experiential refraction? What is it that is radiating? You can't put it into words, but you can certainly feel the radiance. You can feel the warmth of being. You can feel the energetic movement of aliveness. And that is the radiance. And that is the source of the radiance. When you feel the warmth of the sun, you are feeling the sun. The origin is equal to the output. But the output is seemingly dualistic, seemingly complex. And that's only because there is this interpretive system. As you said, the sort of complexifying machine we call the mind. What is the mind? What is thought? What are ideas? What are concepts? What are descriptions? Ultimately, they are nothing. Nothing but source. We can call the source anything. It can be shaped any way. And when I say we, I mean the source. However, no shape, no idea, no concept, no description is real, is true. It points to truth. The idea, the belief points to truth, but it's not truth itself. It cannot encapsulate the infinite wholeness of life. But it's miraculous that life, as you get the opportunity to shape yourself, you don't have to stay as any shape. You're always free to reshape, reimagine, to re-know yourself anew. So the relative is the absolute, the absolute is the relative. The absolute is an unconditional yes. It's so unconditional that it allows these artificial relative no's without the no, without the sense of separation, as in, you are not me. Without that, seemingly, no experience is possible. Isn't it amazing that experience is possible and the medium out of which experience is known is the indefinable through the process of meaning making, applying definition. See beyond your beliefs and assumptions. Rest in the state of not knowing. Not knowing is just to admit, I don't know. I don't know what. I am. I don't know what who I am. I don't know what anything is. It's just honesty. If you're honest, you don't know. And that may be felt as freedom and relief and relaxation. And then when you believe, create, shape yourself, you do so with spaciousness, clarity, lucidity, And you never are truly, truly convinced by your creations. There's always this fundamental knowing, this deep knowing beyond the mind. You don't need to call that anything. We could call it anything, but we could call it being awake. Of course, you're never really asleep. You have a dream that you're asleep.
1: (laughs) Yeah. If you genuinely believe you're a leaf on a tree as a human being... You are the tree. <laughs> Belief isn't a separate thing from the tree. It's an expression of the tree. It doesn't take any finding. It's just uh, noticing, oh yeah, of course, I just was identifying with this thing, this idea of myself called a human being and its own little life and it's called Paul and it does this and that and it's got these personality traits and some of them are okay and some of them are good and some of them are not so great. <laughs> um, and then you realise, oh, it's that's all arising within something more primary inseparable from but is arising in some, something more primary it's almost like a window has been left for so many years and got so many bits of dirt on it and crap that you can't see that it ever was a window it's just kind of a keeping the ball rolling creating that resonant feeling of something that's in line with the inherent qualities of reality and it can start with a fairly mundane look into the gratitude And that reality lines up. It's like it's tuned in. It's like you're tuning the dial of reality into itself. And it's fully lined up with what it is. And that, that window that you're looking through is now suddenly crystal clear. Of course, reality is grateful for itself. It appreciates itself. It loves itself. It's absolutely intoxicated with itself. So the gratitude for what's here, of course, is in line with that. The ungratefulness for what's here for wanting what's next or what's been isn't in line with that so that window of clarity is going to appear completely covered in in rubbish but it's going to settle into what am i really grateful for here i'm grateful for experiencing <laughs> actually i'm grateful for all of it it's not just for good stuff i'm grateful for i'm grateful for all of experience that's a massive revelation I feel. When you're grateful for all of experience, you're untouchable and your gratitude keeps building upon itself because of course you're grateful for all experience. You can start seeing where it's all in, even from the relative level, you can start seeing where all experiences are interconnected. And now I look back and go, yes, there was a richness. There was that miraculous quality of experience that never left, that loves itself, that's grateful for itself. By being grateful, for seeing where you are grateful, for seeing where you can be grateful you are tapping in to that fundamental quality of reality. If you're with the experience of the moment as it is, and you can see that it's all arising in experience, you're naturally appreciating the moment, you are naturally grateful, you might not call it gratitude, or appreciation, but you are, because you can see how it's all an outpouring of this miraculous fact of experience that has no explanation, no beginning or end, and in itself is inherently
0: divine and transcendent. Absolutely. Gratitude means readiness to show appreciation. It means goodwill, welcoming, agreeable. What that points to is that you are always welcoming what you are aware of, Whatever you are holding in your awareness, you are saying yes to, without any effort. You are agreeing to this, and when you believe that what is here shouldn't be here, you're denying the reality of things, the reality of you. Try this. Look at your table, or your desk, or the floor, the ground. Seal the objects. What on the table, or the desk, or the ground, doesn't have a place? What isn't held? Again, see all the, the objects. What doesn't have a place? Well, of course, it all has a place, because it's all supported by this foundation, this surface. And the same is true for your present experience. Your present experiencing, the only experiencing you can verify, this present capacity of experiencing, holds every experience. So to align with the truth is to know that what is here is nothing other than reality. Goodwill. This moment is the will of God. It's God willing God into experienceable existence. Okay, yes, in the process, duality and so separation and suffering is experienced and we forget what we're doing, what we're willing. We believe that what we're willing is not good, not God, not agreeable. So we get into games of resistance. We seem to get so far down the track, So far away from home, even that experience of forgetting is the will of God. So can you be grateful for your apparent forgetfulness? Because your apparent forgetfulness has created the ability to experience yourself. Isn't it amazing, this play of contrast? So aligning your experience with divine will which is your will, actually. Does reality really forget itself? Do you really forget yourself? Does awareness forget itself? Well, reality is real. It doesn't become something unreal. Awareness does not become unaware. Always in these conversations, we're talking about the possibility, and it's a real possibility, of clear seeing. The realisation that nothing distorts your seeing. Your awareness, the awareness that you are, because clear seeing isn't the absence of the scene, as if the scene were able to block your seeing. The scene is nothing but seeing. The objective is nothing but pure subjectivity. All is God, and you are that. Nisargadatta, in "I Am That," said, instead of seeing things as imagined. Learn to see them as they are. When you can see everything as it is, you will also see yourself as you are. It is like cleansing a mirror. The same mirror that shows you the world as it is will also show you your own face. The thought I am is the polishing cloth. And I would add to that that not only that the thought I am the thought I am is the wisest of all thoughts, but also the feeling I am. And that is this existing knowledge that you exist, the existing feeling of aliveness, beingness. To focus on that, to focus on beingness consciously, is meditation. And that has a clarifying effect. You realise that nothing... Can block what you are. Nothing can stop you from feeling yourself, feeling your being, being aware, because everything you are aware of is always held within you. Yeah. That's the ultimate
1: endpoint of gratitude. If you follow it, if you really follow it all the way through, I mean, to the ultimate endpoint of it, it's got to be gratitude for life for existence for be- for beingness for experience itself because that's what everything is if you look into if you deeply look into what anything is you're actually looking into what experience is and so the gratitude always has to be for experience or for i am it doesn't really matter what you call it it's it's not just an arising in experience everything is an experience so if you're grateful for this moment, this is how it all ties in. If you're grateful for what's here, if you're grateful for any experience, say even though it's the experience of your love for your dog, you're grateful for experience itself. Experience and love are synonymous as well. So really, you're grateful for love, which is to say you're grateful for experience. You're grateful for God. You're grateful for infinite being. And so it all comes back to that point. And so you can start at the far points. It might be easier to start like what seems like objects in experience. But ultimately, everything comes back to this same point. How do you know anything at all? Because it's appearing in experience. The layers of complexity of the sounds and the sights and the different colors go into infinity. They're infinite. (laughs) All of it's infinite. It's not that... A feeling of ungratefulness isn't reality too it's just that there's dissonance instead of resonance within itself there it's like you can take the feeling of dislike anger whatever shame and look at it really look at it and then go into the depths of it, the subtleness of it, the richness of what that feeling feels like, like you've never felt it before. Like it's the first time this has ever arisen, this strange creature called, let's call it shame for now, just shame. Let's just go into that. And what is it made of? What is this strange creature that within myself as reality have not experienced before? What is this new experience? And really look at it like that, like you've just found a wild creature that maybe doesn't look immediately attractive, but because it's so rare and new, you appreciate it and you start looking at the subtleties and the layers of this feeling and the experience of it and you find that it's making that resonant tone again. It's in tune. You just hadn't seen that it was in tune. You decided it was out of tune, pushed it to one side and called it shame, pushed it into the darkness and said, I don't want to feel that but you're fully embracing it. You're looking at it fully. You're taking all the layers of clothing that it was wearing off it. The layers of scary, dark, intimidating, frightening, fear-based clothing. You're stripping back all the layers and just really feeling what's there. And it turns out that it's a perfect, resonant, beautiful, harmonic tone of reality that everything is. It's just our uh, unwanting to feel these things, our uh, pushing them to one side that makes them out of tune. We, we kind of push them out of tune through not appreciating what's there. There's no one way of coming to it because it's infinite. Reality is infinite. There's infinite doorways to it because everything is it. It's never not itself. It every, so therefore everything is a doorway. Any experience, you don't have to wait until I, I feel great and happy. It's easier when you're feeling happy. It's like it's it's more readily revealed because you're halfway there when you're feeling good, halfway there into that, that clarity. It's like that window we were talking about, that window pane. It's, it's now being cleansed to a certain degree and you can now, you just got, oh, there's only a few smudges you've got to wipe off at that point because it's it's already there for the seeing. You're in a state of peace already and you it's easy to investigate. You're in the right mood to investigate. But what's really interesting is when you go into those deep dark feelings and can see it there too and that's where where you really are completely untouchable because you realize that all experience is is always that those jewels always the treasure chest always that resonant perfect harmonic like tone <laughs> You know, always part of the perfect orchestra because then you start seeing it
0: everywhere. Yeah, that's sanity. You're aligning with the inherent yes of life. And somehow then that acknowledgement of the fundamental allowance transforms what's here. Even though on the surface what's here may remain the same, you discern its deeper nature. And in doing so, the deeper qualities of truth are unlocked, are revealed, rather than their distorted, superficial appearance. There is something profound in that. You use the example of shame. And when shame or inexperience experience is no longer shamed, that's what happens. So we experience shame, what we call shame. And what do we do with it? We shame it. <laughs> this this experience should be here. Let's let's throw it out. We treat the so-called poison with the so-called poison. We experience anger and then we get angry at that anger. We experience loneliness and then we try to push that experience out of our awareness. We make it lonely. So how would it be to include what's here not through any special effort but only acknowledgement what's here is included so you're just acknowledging the obvious (laughs) you're acknowledging the facticity of what's here the actuality of what's present that is sanity navigating your way through life with lucidity with clarity and then What is here takes on a new light because you're discerning the nature of what's here. You're not shaming the energy that you're calling shame or that you once called shame. You're integrating that energy. You're integrating it and no longer limiting that energy to the concept shame. So you're releasing the energy. The energy is allowed to flow freely. It always was, but you were believing that it wasn't, and that was the suffering. That was the suffering. The resistance to the natural flow of life and healing is the free flow of energy, which again is always the case, but it's a matter of dissolving the beliefs that somehow this energy is shame, is guilt, is loneliness. And therefore identifying with that, limiting the energy, limiting yourself, limiting your experience of this infinite possibility of energy, the pure potentiality of life manifesting as this, as this, as this, as this. Alan Watts says, there is behind the multiplicity of events and creatures in this universe, simply one energy, and it appears as you, and everything is it. The practice of Zen is to understand that one energy, so as to feel it in your bones. Zen is not a theory, not a religion, in the ordinary sense of the word. It is an experience, and a way of everyday life. I love that, to feel it in your bones to feel it as all things, as every experience, and to recognise that the multiplicity of manifestation is singular in essence. And that is, wow, that is true gratitude. You're just aligning with the will of God.
1: Yeah, that's. it's obviously impossible to describe, but it's something like this. I'm not saying this is entirely, entirely accurate, but it's something like this. We are simultaneously a conduit of reality and the source of reality, that free-flowing energy can and does get stuck in this bodily expression of reality. It gets stuck and it's, it gets stuck because of the unwillingness to feel and appreciate all of it, to really feel it. We have this ability, and there is no real explanation that I can come up with as to the mechanics of it. We do seem to have this ability to reject the free-flowing energy. There is only the energy itself. So it's never actually not itself. It never is anything other. There's only the one energy. But that free-flowing energy can seem to be stuck seem to be not as free-flowing perhaps that could be a good way of putting it the river is only ever the river but you can you can certainly dam the river up and and kind of block it up in some ways the river still carries on being the river but the, the pace of it the free flowingness of it can be interrupted in some ways and i feel that's what we do when we to use shame again, we, we shame, like you say, we shame shame. It's not shame itself. That's the issue. It's the shaming of shame. It's like a never-ending mountain of layer upon layer of shaming. You reject the initial feeling, then you reject the rejection. And it's just every time it comes up, you push it away. Whereas if we can go deeply into it and just feel it, it's not about going into your problems and trying to sort it out, although that can be a way to do things for sure. But really, it's a willingness to feel, to experience. It's just a willingness to align, like you say, align with this the yes, because reality is always saying yes. So you say no is like creating a false truth of no, which isn't, it cannot stay. So, of course, there's going to be blocks and pain, through that route trying to resist this river of reality taking the focus of this tiny human being that's trying to resist the whole universe flowing it's like what what are you doing don't don't bother just let it flow (laughs) let that energy do what it needs to it's self-healing it's self-correcting if you allow it to (laughs) it's it's yeah the pushing away into darkness of these energies they're only ever energies it's only ever needing to be seen as such it's only ever this divine energy and you're trying to push it into the darkness and call it something other and it can't and that can't stay like that because it's because that's untrue just be with the experience how much you've fully willing to experience whatever's flowing at that time and fully be with it in appreciation of, of the wonder of that energetic force. And that's self healing. That is ultimately you're going beyond the concepts, beyond the words about what
0: the thing is, what the story of why that's occurred. And that's the thing, because you look at nature and you think, Oh yeah, it's all happening naturally. The growth, Of the trees, the flight of the birds, the flow of the river, all very natural, all very acceptable. And then we look at this body mind in the apparent world and we say, no, it's not natural, not acceptable. So, what a lot of what we're talking about is coming back to the naturalness, the immediacy and the primacy of true nature now when we use that word that that phrase true nature again it because language is dualistic it implies that there's something that isn't true nature turns out that everything is only that it's only the natural state and what seems unnatural or manufactured, or unacceptable, is only that one. Another way to talk about this is to say, and then you spoke to it, just in what you just said, that the source and the conduit for the source are one. When you look into anything, you find only the looking. The seen and the seer are one. Rivers come from the sea, and the sea comes from the river. It's not quite true that the ocean is the source, the ultimate source, because water that flows in the river will ultimately find its way to the ocean, providing the source, the water source for the ocean. So the river and the sea are one, basically. What seems to conceal True nature also reveals true nature. So any experience is the revelation, (laughs) the revealing of true nature, of reality. Isn't that amazing? And we go back to where we began. We go back to the miracle, the wonder of what is. Nothing can conceal, can truly veil truth. Everything reveals it. Everything expresses it. But no one expression encapsulates the fullness, the entirety of truth. Don't fixate on the concepts. Don't fixate on the transient form of the source. And that also links with something else you said, the willingness to feel it all. And that sounds hard. I've got a headache or I've got some desirable feeling not of energy in my stomach I should resist it I should avoid it I should get away from it so what if you rather than follow fear feel into love what if you love what's here how do I love what's here well the truth is you the individual the finite form of the infinite one life you the individual can't hold what's here can't love what's here you the individual are held are loved by what's here and you are that love so just notice that you are already holding you're already welcoming already saying yes to what's here simply because you are aware of what's here you are conscious of what's here so the the yes the the acceptance has already been done just, just notice that, just align with that. Acknowledge that unconditional love and don't seek to change what's here. The transformation of what's here will happen when you see what is here in the true context of, of love. And then you find that all is love, all is the expression. This is the revelation of love, this moment, however it is. It doesn't have to seem special, it doesn't have to seem enlightened or blissful
1: that is the inside joke this moment is a revelation of love and the mind doesn't seem to get the joke the ego doesn't get the joke so the getting the joke is reality never left itself this moment is the revelation of love it shapes itself in infinite different ways and the joke is it's always it's always what it is that's the joke you will finally see that in some way that's the way reality goes it's like it's like a gravitational pull towards itself of clear seeing of knowing itself there's a gravitational pull towards it it's like it's flowing in one particular direction it can't stay hidden from itself forever and the thing is it builds upon itself So the longer you're not seeing it, the longer you take it seriously, the longer you're getting it all wound up about it, the funnier it is when it is seen. For me, actually literally funny to the point where I was like laughing for hours. The inside joke the reality has with itself that it's only ever perfect love, bliss, ecstasy outpouring in as many different colors and shades that it can do. And in different levels of distortion and hidden in different clothings and all sorts it's like a chameleon it's like a joker chameleon (laughs) it just shapes itself looks different from itself but it never is when it's seen all of it becomes
0: unwound exactly so life has never experienced the absence of itself because it knows that everything is the presence of itself everything is the presentation of itself so the presence of what is, is the presentation of the essence of that. Life is infinite, so of course it has to express in infinite ways. Every way, every state, every form, every expression, everything has a place.